Hello everybody, I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, some, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something that through no fault of our own or through our own making, we keep hidden. And that in turn keeps us hidden from each other and the world. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow. And while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change your perception about your circumstances. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Today I have a very special guest, a special friend, and I say that all the time, but this one is fun. This is my friend, Ms. Lindy Eldridge, and Lindy is known as the Chief Happiness Officer CHO and founder of the Happiness Jungle from up in New Hampshire. So I welcome my my fellow Yankee to the scene today. Miss Lindy, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're with me today. Good morning, Debbie. Thank you so much. I couldn't think of a better way to enjoy my morning coffee. Well, it's so exciting. And so everybody, if you're out there, grab something to drink. We're gonna have a full blown hour of fun with my fantastic friend who's got stories galore. Um, we'll probably go on a conversation around the world. You know, I never, I always have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but we always talk about things outside of that idea. Um, and Lindy wanted to talk about living life with a purpose with your gut, but we're going to, we're going to go a lot of places with that conversation. So Lindy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you everybody that's with us. And for those that are going to listen in later on, I'm grateful that you're with us with Stand Up and Speak Up. For those who, who do not know Lindy Eldridge, and I can't imagine there's anybody that doesn't know her, um, I'm going to give you a short bio and then we'll find out more as we go on. So Lindy is the Chief Happiness Officer and founder of the Happiness Jungle LLC. She's an entrepreneur, a mentor, a number one best-selling contributing international author, keynote speaker, breast cancer survivor, humorist, co-brand partner with Les Brown, creator, producer, TV of creator, producer, TV and radio personality, the host of I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up, that's a podcast, and the creator of the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Body Pillow. And I'm going to pounce on that last one. I love what she's done personally, but the body pillow I took out to my daughter, who is having some interesting struggles in her life, and wouldn't you know, my granddaughter snuggled up in that hug pillow, and it calmed her down so quickly. So, Lindy, tell us, before we get into anything else, about your hug pillow. Uh, you know what? That, you have just warmed my heart. When I hear the testimonials about what the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Body Pillow is doing for others, whether they're very, very young or old, man or woman, it warms my heart. And again, living life on purpose is exactly what it's about. So the body pillow... Uh, came about in 2017. I found that I had the breast cancer. I got divorced three weeks into radiation, and I was lonely at night. I I missed being hugged, and I um I I saw this pillow. I ordered it. It was to sit up though. It wasn't to hug me. And all of a sudden, I found myself using it in a position 
that I was being hugged at night. Oh, my gosh. I never lost a night's sleep. I felt loved. I could grab that pillow and hold it as tight as I wanted to or as loose as I wanted to, depending on how I felt like being hugged. And through that journey and that process, I changed the dimensions so it fits more people. And I am sharing with you that I speak about it on stages. I write about it in my book, Squeeze My Tatas. You're only one mammogram away from knowing that's my journey with the breast cancer. And when I was speaking on stages or people were reading my book, they would contact me and they'd say, I want the pillow. And I didn't have it. So what do you do? You create it. And it took about a year and a half for the process of getting the body pillow. But what I'll share with you is that since I have had it and since it's been distributed, it's helping people with health issues, heart issues, back issues, neck issues, hip issues, and then, of course, the emotional support of anxiety, stress, depression, and it's a blessing. So I share with people, if you have something that is working for you, turn it into a product that could serve others and then could come back full full circle and then again serve you. Because when you help enough people have what they need and they want, you will always have what you need and you want. So that's the Happiness Jungle Emotional Support Body Pillow story in a nutshell. So how can people get that? They could go to, well, you know, I set up a GoFundMe page since the coronavirus, and it's go to GoFundMe.com and put in donate dash a dash hug donate a hug and you'll come to my page and you'll be able to order it and we mail those out quickly i do have to share with you that there aren't many left they are going to be reproduced but of course with the coronavirus you know things have changed a little bit so if you want that pillow i highly encourage you to go to the gofundme page order it and we will get it out to you asap and you too will be wrapped with love, hugs, and major support. Well, and it's interesting because as I was sitting at Jenny's house, and she's working from home now, I put it in her chair. And too many of us are having these issues with crouching over. I know I'm doing it right now. I've got a little pillow behind my behind the middle of my back. Um, the support we need from a, from sitting in our chairs all day long can really come from the hug pillow. So this isn't turning into a uh, you know a Advertisement for her husband. Yeah, commercial, online commercial. I don't usually do that. But I had to tell you because it's this bright yellow, happy pillow. And I loved how my granddaughter was having this temper tantrum and laid down in the middle of it and calm right down. So I know a lot of our our listeners, uh, especially the women that I work with that have been through relationship scams, some days we're just going through this tantrum and need some some support and some love and that hug pillow you know because many of us are have been or are single need to have that connection and during this social distancing that's just not happening so thank you so much for having that part and it's funny that we let off with that but um it kind of went back to though when you started this you said something you talked about the breast cancer and i always like to ask my guests what what time in your life was your time in your life and what was it that you know you might have been low and you had it went through a pity party and had to find something to pull yourself back up with so I know you've got some stories there can you give us a little bit about who you are and and what has created this happiness jungle queen 
Oh, well, I, you know what, Debbie, I really appreciate it. And I have to speak from my heart. I'm a human being just like everybody else. I get depressed. I get sad. And I do cry. The difference between me and others is I've trained myself not to stay there. And that's the difference. I allow and I give myself permission to feel the feelings that I feel, but I don't allow myself to stay there. And the only way that I know how to get out of it is to listen and, uh, to, and to get involved with more personal development at the most crucial times of my life. So the Happiness Jungle was created in 2016 pretty much because I was warned by somebody who I was in business with for 14 years that I needed to go and make another income. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a crazy statement to make, right? But I believe in warnings. And I'm sharing with your audience Please take warnings seriously, even if there's an apology after it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. It was said out of anger. It was, take warnings very seriously. So I did, and I went ahead and I created the Happiness Jungle LLC. Of course, after that, there was, you know, there was a discussion. I didn't mean it. You don't have to. And I said, well, I, I love and I appreciate that you know, we're speaking about this. However, I'm going to keep on moving forward with the Happiness Jungle and see where it goes. So the Happiness Jungle entity was created in 2016 because of a warning, but I had to figure out back then, what is my purpose in life? What is it that I truly, truly want to do? Because I was 56 years old, and I knew that whatever I was going to start, I wanted to be in love with it. I wanted to wake up every morning and be excited about it. And after doing a lot of soul searching, I realized that that was it. That was it. I was put on this earth as a happiness angel, and I needed to spread my wings as far as I could go. So now my wings are spread all over the world, and I get to inspire people. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm an author. I'm a podcast host now. Uh, it's called I'm Crazy, But You Can't Lock Me Up. It's going to be launched in the next few days. And, um, you know, so I just want everybody to realize that things are going to happen in your life, and they are going to be dark but it's up to you to come and bring in the light. Bring in the light and have that mindset that you are better than where you are right now. And that if you weren't going through what you were going through right now, then you wouldn't understand and learn how to grow more. Life is, is just a, a filled with, with stepping stones, and some of them have algae on them where you're going to slip. But that's the power of growth. Because you'll learn how to go and reach and get on the next stone, and it's going to be the aha moments. But in order to have that, you must have clarity in your mindset. So I'm always going to link back to personal development. As soon as I feel that, that pocket and that dark cloud over me, I go right back into my mentors, and I sink deep into personal development to bring back the belief of me, you know, because it's very easy to sink into a depression, into crying, into anger. And you know, Debbie, I don't get angry anymore. I don't remember the last time I got angry. I get disappointed. So if you and your audience right now, right now, even though your audience is at home or at work, I want you all to say the word angry. Say angry. Angry. Now I heard a lot say, of angry. 
Yeah. Now say disappointed. Disappointed. Do you feel the difference in the emotion and the energy that is in your body when you say the two words and how differently they make you feel? Absolutely. Okay. So angry brings out hostility and it brings, and you start, you know, you just get furious. Your blood pressure is boiling. You're not, you know, you're just angry, right? Well, I learned how to turn that anger into sheer disappointment. And when I'm having a discussion with anybody, I allow them to go ahead and empty themselves, let them say what they have to say. I process what they're saying. And then instead of saying, I'm so angry at you, I'm so angry right now, I'm so disappointed, it just channels you into being able to think clearer about what the solution is to this challenge, what is the end in mind, and I don't argue. Because arguing only leads to headaches. And nobody hears what each other has just said, of course, except those selected words. And then we pluck those selective words, and then there's a whole other battle on the field. So I have trained myself for 35, 36 years how to create a happier me. It doesn't happen overnight, but like the slight edge philosophy that my good friend Jeff Olson always said, do a little bit every day of change, and in a matter of time, you will change. So... That's exactly what I do. You know, it's very interesting, too. To I'm sitting here thinking, because I, I have some frustrations with one of my youngest children, um, mm-hmm. and I don't use the word angry either. I usually use the word frustrated. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking that if I were to say, I'm so disappointed that mm-hmm. you receive that differently. You know, as, as you were saying that, I'm, I'm receiving that differently than if you would say, I'm so angry at you. Because angry would put me on the, defen- on the you know, defensive, on the offensive. But when you say, I'm so disappointed, my insides just get disappointed that you're disappointed in me. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. the way I am. Um, but it kind of diffuses that, that anger and the frustration, even though you were still very frustrated. So that's a really good point to say that I'm, yeah, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, because you're absolutely right. Disappointed, for the inner you, it feels different. And for the person that you're sharing that with, I am so disappointed in what just happened between us. Mm -hmm. Choose your words carefully, right? You've got to really understand your verbiage, your body language, your eye contact. I'm so disappointed in what just happened between us. That person who you said it to is going to be like, it's going to hit their heart instead of hitting their fist. And the things change. And then I share with the person, I just think that we need to pause. I think we just need to take a break away from one another and process this. And then let's come back together later about it. So now what you've done is you've diffused the anger, you've diffused the challenge, and you allowed both of you to walk away from it and really play it back in your mind And I want you to ask yourself something. What part did I play in it? Because the first thing of any kind of reconciliation is taking ownership for your part. The second thing is you're allowing the other person to also process it, and it is not up to you to have them do this. Some people don't do it. They'll come back and they'll be just like they were before the conversation, right? 
But as long as you have stepped back and you could look at the situation and you could take ownership of whatever part that was, then you could come back into the conversation and you could say, you know, I've been thinking about how disappointed I was. And let me just start by saying and share what your ownership is. And And then let the conversation flow it. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes, you know, we, we get so wrapped up in the emotion of it, we don't uh-huh. want to accept the responsibility for, of, of ourselves. And, and that's where it just blows up. And, uh, you know, I think with age and wisdom comes that step back. And, and um, we talk about this a lot with, with scars. It's, it's the stop, think, and connect. And mm-hmm. just stop and take that pause. You know, move back from where you are and this in a situation and yeah. that person may not be in the frame of mind to receive what you're trying to say too and that's why you really need to put some distance in that mm-hmm. um, and I've learned later you know lately too that sometimes I just need to come back and say I'm sorry for the way I reacted mm-hmm. or the way I responded I'm not sorry for you know, what happened because there are bad things going on but I'm sorry the way I responded to this and that's right that makes people open to what you're saying, you know, and again, diffuses the situation. So that's really important. It it really is. And I mentor people in how to have a healthier conversation. Look, I met, I had to meet with somebody, right? And I was driving from New Hampshire to Florida and I had to meet with somebody. And this person was angry. And as soon as I got out of my car and I was walking towards him, you, I, you could see anger in body language, in facial expressions, and he was obviously angry. But instead of me walking towards that and feeding that anger, I put my shoulders back, I took a deep breath, and I smiled, and I said, good morning, because it was first thing in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. And mind you now, I, was, I just drove without nonstop except for the gas stations and a quick you know, stop at the rest stop from New Hampshire to Florida. So you could only imagine what I looked like, and I was tired. However, I was approaching this person, and instead of being angry, because I knew what he was thinking, I knew what was going on, I smiled, I put my shoulders back, and I said, good morning. And I said, wow, you look really nice this morning. And I had a smile on my face, that totally diffused his anger, and we were able to have an intelligent conversation about what was going on between us. Mm-hmm. How pleasant was that versus going at each other's throats, not getting anything accomplished, and then me having to get back in the car and drive five more, mi- five more hours to my destination? Mm-hmm. So I want people to understand that there is a way to diffuse um, a conflict and sometimes you'll have to pause many many times but as long as you come back and you give the opportunity for thought for you and thought for the other person it might work out and if it doesn't work out maybe that relationship isn't meant to be anymore well and that's certainly true you need to know when to walk away and yeah. just let it go let it go and, and let and it go and we'll it hurts talk. It does yeah. hurt, and and in the in the audience that we have, many of them have been in a situation where they've been taken advantage of, and they're just angry, and it's very difficult to walk away. Um, 
but you have to for your own health. And yeah, Lindy, what do you, in, what's the choice? Yeah, and, and in your past, have you, I mean, we've, I've talked about forgiveness a lot in shows about forgiving yourself. Has there been a time when you've just been really angry with yourself and you had to figure out how to, how to move forward and forgive and forgive the other person and how hard or, or difficult or easy is that for you? Yeah, it's, it's never easy. You know, like I, sh I shared with you at the very beginning, it's not easy. I, I get disappointed, so I don't get angry anymore. I have feelings, okay? Um, have I been disappointed in myself in the past? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because in the past, I reacted in a way that I wish I never did. So I've said things that I wish I never said. So that's why my philosophy and my theory of duct tape thy mouth, when you feel that, that you want to say something, I want you to duct tape your mouth. I want us to pause. This is what I do. And I want us to realize that before that comes out of your mouth, it can never, ever be taken back. And whatever you say will leave your mark in, that per in the next person who you're having a challenge with in their body, in their mind, in their memory bank about you forever. So well, that's yeah, a good one. I have, as a parent, that can be sometimes hard. It's it's you know I never said life was easy, but I did say you can't be happier because everything that we have to do for the better best for ourselves is hard. But after a while when you practice this it's like another great habit of yours that just comes naturally. So you have to ask yourself, when am I going to start to change? I know the process is going to be hard. I know I'm going to feel very, very uncomfortable. But when am I going to start the process of change so I could feel better, I could feel happier, I could have more joy in my life? Because sometime you'll have to start to change or stay the way you are and always be unhappy. And that's, and that's a choice. Decisions. Yeah, that's these are choice. choices and decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned to me, and it's really funny, because it was one of our topics. It's like, which is harder, being single and lonely or in a relationship and being lonely? You've been in both, right? Single and uh -huh. in a relationship? So yeah. answer that question, Miss Happiness Lady. Okay. So here's what I know to be true. When you are with somebody and – you are in bed at night and one of and you both are on different sides of the bed that is the most loneliest feeling in the world and in your mind you're trying to come up with all of these reasons why you're not being held and hugged and spoken to nicely and it's a horrible feeling to be alone when you're with somebody so and then, you know, if you're in a relationship and the person leaves for work the next day or leaves to go for a chore, sometimes we literally wait for that car to pull up only to be lonely again. But for some reason, it's giving us security that that person is home. So mm -hmm. they come home and you're you may try to talk to them or you may try to still have your ego and pride in front of you and you're going to ignore them like they're going to ignore you. But at the end of the day, you are so lonely 
that you find yourself crying without that person acknowledging your tears. That's devastation. That is, that is horrific. And then there's being lonely when you're single. I'd much rather be lonely and single than lonely in a relationship. Because if I'm lonely and single, I know that I could grab like my body pillow. I know that I am not going to have to be responsible or feel agitated or any of those emotions because this person is in the same surroundings as me. Will I cry? I'll cry, but I feel better single and lonely because I know that there's nobody in the house that should come to me and say, stop crying. Everything will be okay. Let's talk this out. When you're ignored and you're lonely in a relationship, I think that's, that's the most horrific thing that could happen. When you're single and alone, well, you, you could handle that because you're single and, and, and you're alone and you could cry, but you're not expecting anybody to come and, you know, try to help you through this emotion. So dig deep. You know, that's when you get to do whatever it is you want to do because you're alone. You're single. You could go for a walk if you want. You're not waiting for anybody. You're not waiting to cater to anybody. Look at the positives. Look at the things of why you're not with that person. Think of those things. Don't think of the good times when you're missing them because that could cause you depression. Think of the reasons why you're single. Why are you alone? And if, you're, you, know, if, you, if you really think clearly into it and you could take ownership for your part of the reason that you're single, you could work on that so you're not taking luggage from the last relationship into whenever your new relationship will start. You have become a better person because of your past relationships. So when you ask me the question, which one would I rather be, in a relationship and lonely or single and lonely, hands down, single and lonely. Well, and as, you're talk, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Yes. Because I think we all need to be comfortable being alone mm-hmm. with ourselves or alone in our in our relationship. But being mm-hmm. lonely is yeah, lonely is a that's a different beast. Because I yeah, like being lonely. alone, you know, to read my books or to do my show right. or you know, there are times when either we need to be alone to recapture ourselves. But to that's be right. lonely, yeah, I've been roommates in a relationship, you know, roommates in a house and, and that's lonely. That that really is lonely. But um, that's a hard word, and uh, and I think lonely also, like you said, it leads to depression because we feel like nobody believes in us or trusts in us or wants to be with us, and yeah. that's that's a sad place to be. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're happy, you know, because that's when we put up that smile and hide behind the smile and everything's fine. And yes. that was the whole premise of the woman behind the smile is that I think all of us tend to do that because we don't want the world to know that we're lonely. They might see we're alone, but we don't want them to know we're lonely. And they don't know yeah. how to reach out. Especially now, I was reading something this morning. I was reading my AARP magazine. And they were talking about um, if you're worried that you'll never be happy again, it said the key to finding happiness during this time is not through social distancing but rather through distance socializing. He said, mm. 
Remaining socially connected with friends, colleagues, and family is crucial in finding happiness during this public health crisis. That's true. So how you've done a lot of stuff in person, a lot of um, speaking in person, and, and you're great in person. I, that's how we met, was, I, and I love that connection you have. So how are you keeping it together in this social distancing world? You know, are, are you online with people? Are you, you know, you're doing your podcast, but how are you connecting, Lindy? Yeah, I'm, I'm online a lot, okay? So whether I'm now, you know, because the, the stage is my home. I love to pour into my audience, and I love to have them in my audience and watch the light bulbs go off and, and then come up to me afterwards. But, of course, that's not happening now. So, but now everything is transformed into social media, so I'm on Zoom. And I have to ex- we have to accept what is. So I love the fact that we get to connect. And thank goodness for social media. Thank goodness for Zoom and FaceTime and all of these amazing things. So with my granddaughters who live in Orlando and in New Hampshire, um, we FaceTime. But now we play games. And it's wonderful. I also go to meetup.com. And I have a social group there. And we have game nights. And we have dinner nights. And it's just a different way of socializing. Even though we have to be alone, we have to social distance, doesn't mean that we have to be alone. And I love how you put that, you know, distance socially. It's wonderful. It really is because your mindset has to say that it's wonderful because what is the other choice? We really don't have another choice unless we want to really walk into the danger of the coronavirus. And whether the numbers are right or they're wrong or they're being hyped or they're not being hyped, that's not the point. The point is it's a possibility that the corona can affect us, and, and I don't want that, and I don't want anybody else to have that. So I'm a rule follower. If they want me to wear a mask, I'm wearing a mask. If they want me to social distance, I'm going to social distance. I'm not going to argue with it because it's protection for us. Whether they're trying to scare the bejeebies out of us or not, that's not the point. The point is, is that whenever there is an opportunity to put on a body shield, you put it on. Okay, well, I have you all riled up. So I'm going to go into my next hot topic which I know you can get ginned up about just like I do, and it's the warning signs of online dating. Now, Miss, you're single at the moment, and I know that you've dipped your toe into online dating, and I know that you've been to some of our SCARS meetings. So what is it, madam, that you can say to our single gals out there who don't want to be alone or lonely, what do they need to look out for when they're on that dating site? Ay, veish mia. Here we go. (laughs) I don't like online dating. And I know that there are many, many people, including my daughter and my son-in-law, that met on Match.com. I know many couples that have met. And, uh, you know, I think it's wonderful for them. However, striking out left and right so much that I don't even like going on them unless I'm really, really bored. And I swipe right and left and all this other stuff. But here's, here's the fact, okay? Um, number one, I have to be very honest with the person who I'm communicating with. And I share right off the bat, I, I just want you to know I'm not the woman that will go to bed with you right away. That's number one. And that right there, 
it, it just makes them disappear. And I let and I tell them that I'm broke is a joke. <laughs> because I you know, the first gentleman he's not a gentleman, he he's he's scum. So the first person that I interacted with online, I was intrigued with. He was good looking, he said all the right things, and but here was the aha. He told me that he lived in Pompano Beach, Florida. I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He told me that he was away on business and he was a contractor. And he is a widow. These were the signs, right? But I didn't know what the signs were. He was a widow. He, his dog is in a kennel, da-da-da. Well, the conversation was going on for a good week and a half. And I said to him, I don't even remember his name, and I said to him, how long are you going to be gone? And he said, I have two more months, and I'm in the Netherlands. And I said, okay. And I said, you know, instead of your dog being in the kennel, I would be more than happy to go and get your dog and take care of the dog. And he kept on saying, no, it's not necessary. I already paid them. I'm thinking to myself, what dog owner wouldn't want their dog out of a shelter? That was number one. And then here it comes. Lindy, can you do me a favor? Can you get me a Google playing card for $200? And I said, oh, my God. And I remember reading your book, Debbie. And Mm -hmm. I said, here it is. It's coming. So I said to him, you know, I'd be more than happy to get you a Google playing card for $200. Go ahead and Venmo me over $200, and I will go get you your Google Play card. And he said to me, well, no, I can't do that. And I said, well, why can't you do that, and why can't you get your own playing card? And he then he got furious at me, and he said, you don't trust me. I can't be with anybody that's not going to trust me. And I said to him, how can I trust you? I don't even know you. And he said, you know, and then I guess I was just starting to scare him off. But the majority of the women that I speak to that are in this situation, they go into, because the, the, the scammer is trying to make you feel guilty. And because you don't, look, we're nurturers. And because you don't want this wonderful conversation of compliments to stop coming, you're like, no, 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 I trust you. All right, I'll go get it for you. Well, that's only the beginning of the disaster of them depleting your bank account. And I learned that from you, Debbie. So thank you very, very much for that book because I never would have known the signs of, oh, my God, I just read this in Debbie's book. This is it. This is a sign. Well, thank you for saying that because there are times when I I back off and I'm like, oh, I've said enough, I've said enough, and then – Something happens and somebody writes to me and says, you know, I think I'm being scammed and I listen to the story and I feel it in my gut. Like you said, live life on purpose with your gut. Now that, you know, it's been years for me, I can feel the stories in my gut. And it it makes me very upset that if it's still happening, it's because we're not getting the word out in a big enough way. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I loved, you know, when you got riled up. And it, I don't know if it was you that told me. I think it was my girlfriend next door who's going through the process, too. She, she told the guy, she goes, I'm doing a background check on you. 
And he's like, no, 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 don't you trust me? And she was like, he said, I did that. I, said I don't know. That. Yeah. Run a background check, right? So what happened when you said that to the guy? Well, one of the, one of the gentlemen that was a scammer, he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I just, I said can I have your last name? <laughs> and he goes, why? And I said, because I'm going to do a background check on you. And, and, this, you know, and I'll give you my full information and you do a background check on me. He ran like the devil. He ran like the devil. Now, the other gentleman that I said to, can I have your last name? I want to do a background check. He said, yes, and he gave it to me, and we are very, very good friends, and he lives in Miami. There was no relationship that came out of it, but a great friendship. So, well, he, you know, did you ever see him in person, though? Not, not at the very, very beginning. The guy in Miami not that you had since? I haven't seen him yet. I didn't want to see him. I want to know it. You know, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Because he, he really, he was, his voice was penetrating to me. His appearance was, you know, that picture of him was penetrating to me. And I was being intrigued. But before I wanted to go any more into the emotional attachment of this gentleman, I wanted to do a background check. And I meant it. So I called up my girlfriend and I said, uh, you know, can your husband run a background check? And she said, yes. And she came back and she said, that, 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 that. And I said, okay. And I called him and I said, let's meet for coffee. There you go. But it turned into a beautiful friendship. But you have to be aware. There are so many scammers out there. And whether they're 16 or 65, there are men out there that just want to have sex. They don't even want a relationship. So you have to make sure that you are authentically telling these people, these gentlemen, or whatever your choice is, of what is it that you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Is it just sex, or is it a real relationship? Because I'm not the kind of woman that goes, I'm not, if I, I haven't been with anyone in over three years, well, not over three years, but almost three years since my former husband. Mm -hmm. My body is my temple. Mm -hmm. My body is the only thing that you cannot take from me. So why wouldn't I protect that and make sure it was a gift for a special person? Well, absolutely. And I haven't met him yet. And the other thing is, like you said, you, you keep, you know, in your mind, you've got, in the back of your mind, you know what happened to me, and so that comes up. Now, I think that we should have a dating buddy. You know, my girlfriend next door, she's going through all this, and she called me up. She goes, hey, I've been talking to this guy. He's coming down to Miami, and he wants, or he's going down to the Keys, and he asked if I'd go, and I'm like, well, why would you do that? She goes, well, another friend of mine wanted to, to go down to the Keys. I'm like, if you go down with your girlfriend, absolutely. But to go down to meet this man, you have no idea who he is. Well, he's a nice guy. I'm like, where does he live? He lives in Dallas. I'm like, what town around Dallas? You know, I've got Charlie in Fort Worth. I've got Jenny in Dallas. I said, Deke, we're going to do, do a search on this guy. We're going to do a Google search. What's his last name? I don't know. I'm like, for crying out loud, you just talked to him for five hours. Find out what his name is. You know, mm -hmm. we, there are ways we can we can try to find out who these people are, and there are a lot of really nice men online. Yes, but there are a lot yes. of bad guys too. So yeah, I haven't found need... the nice ones yet, except for the one <laughs> friend that I have, and it's true. Well, I met my two other... friends who happen to be matchmakers, and he's a darling, and I'd like to clone him for all my single friends. 
But there, yeah, you've got to really be careful. And, and scammers are online now because of social distancing. And they know yeah. that we're home. They know that we're alone. They know that we're lonely, many, many of us. And they know what to say. They're trained professionals. And you've seen that, right? You've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I asked them, you know, well, what social media are you on? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? And all of these are questions because I want to know if they're real. The yeah. one gentleman that asked me for the Google playing card, I said, well, what company do you work for in Pompano Beach, Florida? And he gave me a name. The next morning, because this was late at night, the next morning I called up that company. It was a real company. Mm-hmm. I spoke to the owner, and I said, do you have a person named such and such that is in the Netherlands? And he goes, I don't do business in the Netherlands. <laughs> I said, okay. So, again, it was my gut saying that there's something not right here. So for everybody who has not read Debbie's book, The Woman Behind the Smile, I highly, highly encourage you to get it, read it, and believe it. And it will help you so much see and feel the right and the wrong because they're good the scammers are good they know how to touch our hearts they know how to call us beautiful and honey and as soon as they start with beauty you know hello honey hello beautiful I'm like ill ill you don't even know me you know <laughs> well and I, and I heard a tip once that the reason they do that is because then they don't have to remember your name they're talking oh. to a lot of women out there and if you just call them honey and gorgeous and beautiful my wife they don't know if you're Lindy or Debbie or Joanne, you know, and they won't get in trouble. Oh, so, they, it, the wisdom it, that you brought to this challenge in our lives is priceless. So I highly encourage everybody to have your book. Well, you're sweet. And it's not just about online dating. It's about anything because it's interesting. Yeah. I actually did the same thing you did. When I found out the company my guy worked for, uh, he was a contractor. I contacted them. I saw their website. I called them up. I said, do you have a contractor named so-and-so? And they said, no, we don't believe so. But instead of saying, okay, then that's a warning sign, I'm thinking, well, he's an international contractor. Maybe, maybe he's not registered with them. He's not working in the office. He's overseas. Duh. Mm. You know, I didn't listen to, I, I wish I knew now or then what I know now, but that's life. It That's is life. life. And, and just think, Deb, if, if you didn't go through what you had to go through, which was very horrific, I want you to appreciate what you went through because of all the women that you're helping now, even the men, because there are women scammers out there too. Yeah. So I just want you to, I'm grateful, and I don't mean this in a harmful way, but I'm grateful that you had to go through what you had to go through because it brought you where you are today. You have an amazing husband. Oh, my God, I, I think your husband is just darling, right, just delicious. I had the great opportunity of meeting him. But just think, if you didn't go through what you had to go through, then where would you be today? I, I absolutely agree, and I think all of us need to remember that, that there's mm-hmm. something in our life that we've regretted, that we've you know, been ashamed of or, or whatever, and if we can just turn it around and say it happened for a reason, and I believe that, and a lot of people don't ah, that's not true, but I happen to believe that it happened for a reason, and I know that there's good that can come out of all bad. 
yes. quote unquote bad. And would I, would I do it? Somebody asked me if I would, if I could reverse time and would I do it again? Um, you know, I've grown so much from this experience. I, I'm a different person from the inside out and I like me. And yeah. I've lost friends, you know, or people I thought were friends uh, over the years because they can't understand why I have gone out in the way I have. But like you said, there's a woman out there waiting to hear the story that needs to know she's not alone. That's right, 100%. And that's true with, you know, someone that's gone through breast cancer, that's someone that's been divorced, Mm -hmm. any of the things you've been through. By you speaking up, like you said, you can see heads bobbing in the audience. And that's what what our goal is. That's what our purpose is. That's right. And for, you know, we have many people that have come into our lives. And, you know, everybody starts off as an acquaintance and then maybe a friendship and then maybe a lover and then maybe a spouse and a husband. And there is a chance that they could go right back into being an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. We have to love everybody, but there are some that we need to leave behind. And that's growth. So I want people to realize that it's the cycle of relationship life. And it doesn't always have to be doom and gloom. Like you just said, look at the lesson. What was the lesson? And I pray that I never repeat it again because I've learned from it. And then there are some others that keep on falling into the same pattern. There are others that never want to be lonely and they hurry right into a relationship only to find themselves in the same relationship but with a different character and a different face. And I believe in taking a break between relationships maybe that's why I haven't been with anyone for almost three years because I you know you have to learn about you again how am I supposed to survive as a single woman how do I take care of myself keep a roof over my head what is it that I do how can I enjoy doing things alone so now I know that if I want to do I even go dancing alone because I know that on the dance floor there's many well there used to be many people on the dance floor and no one knows if I'm dancing alone or not and even if they do I'm having a good time with me there you go well you know uh, yeah it, uh, we're going to transition really quickly because our time is flying by, and it's all I knew it would. Um, but you've met Dr. Tim McGinnis. Tim is the founder of SCARS, which is the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, and I'm on the board of SCARS. Tim and I work very closely with a lot of people around the world that have you know, had some sort of fraud in, in a relationship. And Tim, are you there? I am here. Okay. What I wanted to say is Lindy had one last thing that she said about um, – going into a relationship over and over and over. And how does that work, or very briefly, why does that happen with women that have gotten scammed online? Why are we susceptible to being scammed more than once? Okay, so I'm going to be stepping on a few toes at (laughs) at the moment, but I'm going to do so delicately. So... You know, it's it's a bit like when you're dancing with somebody and they're stepping on your toes. You kind of forgive it because you enjoy the dance, right? Um, so th- there's many different psychologies that we're dealing with in what you just asked. And and I'm going to touch on a few of them. Um, and some of them are, are on the dark side. So you you touched on something really important, which is to give yourself a time gap before 
the end of one relationship and the beginning of the next. And there's reasons for that, and, and I'm going to touch on that. One of them is that when you're in a romance of any kind, whether it's a physical face-to-face romance, whether it's a pen pal that you've fallen in love with, or whether it's a scam, what you have in effect done is you bonded with this person. The process of bonding is both psychological, physical, and anthropological. So the physical part of it is your brain is pumping out hormones that's effectively making you an addict to the romance. This is a natural part of bonding. It's part of falling in love. It's why you get those highs and you get appetite suppression and all of those good things that you feel when you fall in love because you've got these hormones, oxytocin, endorphin, dopamine, serotonin, etc., So when a relationship ends, there's a lot of things that are going to go on at that point in time, and it kind of depends upon aspects of the relationship. But at a minimum, you need to physically go through withdrawal, and that can take a month, more or less, where the hormone levels will drop down. Now, there's another thing that happens with the end of a relationship, whether it's when your dog dies, when you move, whether you you end a relationship with a boyfriend, even on a good note, there is grief associated with that. There is loss. And you have to give time for that grief cycle to be gone through. Now, anger as a part of grief is actually a defense mechanism. It's not really so much a byproduct as it is your brain's way of sort of stomping through your memories to give you space after after something ends to help break those bonds and break those connections. But you can also become addicted to your anger. Obviously, there are lots of people who who have done that. Now, So it's important that you give yourself a minimum of about six months, and this is the anthropologist in me speaking, before you change tribes so that when you approach the next one, it's not continuity from the first one. In other words, it's not rebounding. We all know what that word means. Now, Mm -hmm. there's another thing that comes into play. There is a disorder a psychological disorder called love addiction, not to be confused with sex addiction. Excuse me, addiction, not addition. Um, I would have had a much easier time in math class if we'd have done sex addiction. But anyway, (laughs) uh, love, love addiction is a real thing. And lots of people, now, percentage wise, it's not a large number. But It is a real condition, and people become addicted to being in a relationship. So they are vastly more likely to rebound and vastly more likely to be scammed as part of a romance scam because their their desire is they want to be in a relationship. That's their focus. The minute one ends, they've got to be in another one. This is worthy of counseling or therapy. So the problems with these things is you never have clarity 
emotional clarity or clarity of your own personal intentions going from one to the next. So time heals all wounds. Time makes it possible for you to approach the next one. And as you said before, being alone is vastly better than jumping into the next bad thing, whatever that bad thing happens to be. Well, that's true. Thank you, Tim. I, I appreciate that. And, and Linda, you, you mentioned that comment, too, about how it's, you, know, you, you can become a serial, serial relationship person. You know, you go, but you're, you're going to the same guy, same type of guy every time. So that, I'm, I'm at a Yeah, because I, have to, I have to agree with, with, you know, Dr. Tim because he's absolutely right. We are addicted to love. We are social human beings. We love love. I love love. I love, I love love. But I can't fall in love with wanting to be loved. Well, you have to I love have yourself to, first. I was just going well, to say, I have to love and fall in love with me first and know who I am, what is it that I really want in life, and what didn't I like about my last relationship so I don't take it into my next relationship, whenever that occurs. In, in the hierarchy of, of importance, the first thing that we as human beings need to be bonded to is our tribe. And far too many people have lost that connection. And that's an incredibly important connection. It is what makes us selfless and altruistic and benevolent, is being first and foremost in love with our tribe. The second thing then can be, well, there is a challenge with being in love with yourself because the, the, the word for that is narcissism. So well, not in love with yourself, we, huh? we don't need to be in love with ourselves, but we need to love ourselves. True. Different, Exactly. Right? Be comfortable in our own skin, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's important because, too many, I mean, there are a lot of narcissistic, narcissistic people out there who, you know, are in love with themselves, but that's not who we're hanging with, uh, or we shouldn't be. And that's, you know, maybe that's the scammers, too, who think that they're one up on us. But... Um, it's important that we, we live life with a purpose, and, and Lindy is doing that in such a great way, and I know we've got a lot of people that are online that might want to ask questions, which we'll do in a minute, but I want to thank, thank you, Lindy, for being here with, with us. Thank you, Dr. Tim, for your, obviously, you've got some great wisdom and bring some light to the subject of being alone versus lonely and being online dating and not, and, and, and you know, Many of my, my listeners are actually in great relationships, and what we want you to understand is that we don't want you to be lonely in your relationship. That is, I've done that in my past. I mean, anybody who's been married for more than a week can understand that at some point you might feel lonely in your relationship, and that's tough. That's when you need to reach out and say, hey, what can I do differently that can change the relationship um, for me? Uh, we can't change other people. We know that. We, can, we are only responsible for ourselves. So, Lindy, last word. How are we, we going to move forward and, and be happy in what we've got and, uh, you know, in spite of the ups and downs, stay motivated and smiling? 
Yeah, well, I think the coronavirus taught us a lot. I think that it taught us that we don't need as much as we used to think that we need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think because, you know, a lot of people's finances were affected, uh, they're very, very worried and scared about their wh- where's their next paycheck. They're not getting as much as they used to. I think that if we could just settle in to being okay with what is right now and know that things will change when, have no idea, we don't have a crystal ball, but be okay with what you have right now. And as long as you have food and water and shelter, you have a lot more than most. Absolutely. Amen. And thank you so much for that and for being my friend and for being down here. And I know you're, you're wanting to move at some point. I hope you've gotten to get back into your swimming pool <laughs> um, because it's important. Find those things that make you happy, everybody. Find those times in, in your day that you can take a deep breath and just, you know, breathe in love from others and, and surround yourself even though we have to be socially distant. So thank you, Lindy. You're my friend. And for those of you that would like to stay on the line afterwards, we will open this up to questions, but I'm going to um, close this show for now. We're coming to the end of the end of the hour. Thank you so much for listening to Stand Up and Speak Up. We are dedicated to encouraging you to remove the mask of embarrassment and to being your best self. If you or any of you know anyone that's been a victim to fraud and scam, please report it to anyscam.com or ic3.gov, which is the FBI site. Remember to join my Facebook group, Stand Up and Speak Up, for special information and replays. And be with us each Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time for another edition of Stand Up and Speak Up. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you know anyone struggling with the pins and needles or numbing of this in their extremities, please have them check out BenfoComplete.com and use the code STANDUP for a 5% discount. Again, thanks everybody for being with us today. Have a great week and be safe, be healthy, be happy, be aware and be aware of those things around you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks Lindy. Thank you, Debbie. All right.